Welcome everyone to episode four of High Spots and High Scores, your video game and professional wrestling podcast. I am Ryan, and with me again is my brother, my co-host, but also my opponent in the Forbidden Door uh, Predictions Challenge, Nathan. Your opponent and your biggest rival is what I'd say. My only rival at this point. Uh, uh, welcome to the show. We are going to be talking Forbidden Door, also SmackDown, some Rampage, and we're going to be talking some video games, a little bit of news and rumors going around in the video game world. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, TikTok, and Instagram at ENT for behind-the-scenes uh, videos, funny stuff. And also get my live reaction to professional wrestling on the Twitter. Just get that in there. All right, let's go ahead. Let's jump into the world of professional wrestling, where we had uh, a lot of stuff happen over the weekend. And obviously, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view is a big thing. But we also had SmackDown and Rampage happen on Friday, which is uh, where we're going to start uh, this professional wrestling segment off. Uh, SmackDown. Yeah. Start off again with McIntyre and Sheamus. Um, we had a little video package of them getting put into the match. And then, uh, basically this leads to Paul Heyman coming out, uh, with Adam Pierce and basically says that I made it with some, uh, Basically, with some influence from Paul Heyman, you are both been taken out. You've been overruled by WWE management. Uh, but he says, you two are going to wrestle the Usos tonight. And if you both what win, if you if you both win, you're back into the money in the bank. Seems like a roundabout way of getting them back in the money in the bank. Yeah. So now they're going to wrestle again tonight. If they get it, they win, they're in. What the hell? Why would Heyman care? Yeah. Like, Roman Reigns is never fucking there. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like, why does he care about McIntyre and Sheamus, of all people? Like, if he's already beat beat McIntyre. And Sheamus hadn't done anything. Plus, if someone's going to cash in on him, like, because they kept saying it after the, on this show, Michael Cole said it about eight times that the best time to cash in would be after the, the last man standing match. So it's probably going to happen because they have said it. They literally said it about seven times in this show about how that's the best time to do it. They should, whoever wins should cash in on that at the SummerSlam because it's a last man standing match. <sighs> Just annoying. Um, but why would you care? Like, why does it matter if it's McIntyre or Sheamus? If anyone's, if, if they're going to cash in after Roman goes to that match, wouldn't he care about anybody cashing in? No, no. Uh, what you just trying to get the match canceled? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we go to Shinsuke Nakamura making his way to the ring as he is taking on Sami Zayn in another Money in the Bank qualifying match. Uh, Sami Zayn is interviewed by Kayla ba- Braxton backstage, and essentially he said that he is an honorary member of the Bloodline, and he said if he wins or when he wins, he is going to use the briefcase to protect Roman Reigns. So he will not cash in on Roman. That he's just going to use it to protect Roman Reigns, whatever. So that means basically he's going to win it and never use it, so that way Roman Reigns can keep the title. 
What the hell? So <laughs> <laughs> this Sami Zayn storyline, you know, Roman and Jimmy Uso and Jay Uso are like basically using him. Uh, so if that is this going to lead to a Sami Zayn base turn? I don't know how you how you get there, but I guess because it, it, it's it's obviously that they're just using him because he's an idiot. But if they literally give him the title or the money in the bank, which they really could, I just I don't know. This is a weird storyline. Uh, Sammy and Nakamura have a very good match uh, for a SmackDown match or TV match, um, but they they're on the outside. Shinsuke hits Sammy with a Kinsasha on the floor. Um, it's at a Nakamura enters the ring. He throws Sammy back into the ring, and then Sammy catches him with a Haluva kick to win and qualify for Money in the Bank. So Sammy Zayn has joined the Money in the Bank field. But no riddle. But riddle's not in. Yeah. I don't understand. Then we go to a match, a rematch from last week. Oh, well, supposed to be a rematch from last week. The New Day versus Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Uh, basically, Yay. the New Day says that, you know what? We don't want to have rematch after rematch after rematch. Hell, the WWE Thank Universe God. doesn't want to see us have rematch after rematch after rematch. Real they, talk. They say that they all the WWE Universe wants to see is Shanky dancing. Well, then they're wrong. Uh, this causes Austin, Xavier Woods to start playing uh, his, his Francesca. Uh, Shanky starts to dance. Jinder starts yelling at him. They get into a shoving match. Um, they start dancing again. Uh, Jinder leaves, basically. He's like, fuck this. I'm not going to be a part of this. Uh, they start dancing, but then here come the Viking Raiders. They come in, take out Shanky, and they destroy the New Day. Uh, so so now they're heels. So now they're heels, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. I don't know. I, they leave for like two weeks and they come back in the field. They went to NXT uh, for like two weeks. Like, what the hell happened? I can't <laughs> wait for the explanation of that one. That's going to be worse than Christian. <laughs> um, Sonya Deville walks into Adam Pierce's office and says she's been back on SmackDown uh, for weeks now and hasn't been used, and which leads Michael Cole to go, she's on SmackDown? Oh my God! Because uh, during the uh, basically, Michael Cole goes, "We're supposed to." <laughs> Michael Cole and Pat McAfee are talking, and Michael Cole goes, "We're supposed to know everything that's going on." And Pat McAfee goes, "You're supposed to know everything that's going on." <laughs> oh. And Michael Cole goes, "I did not know she was back on the SmackDown roster." So that's fucking. This is just this show went off the rails. But basically, she is put into a two-on-one handicap match against Lacey Evans and Raquel Vardias. So again. Mm-hmm. We see a situation where the heel is outnumbered against the faces. We go back to the ring, but Zia Lee and Shayna Baszler walk with Sonya. So now Zia Lee is apparently a heel. I didn't know when that happened. Uh, but apparently Zia Lee is now a heel. Um, yeah, he kind of had a heel promo the other day. But... They uh, try to get involved. It doesn't It doesn't matter. Uh, Evans ends up hitting the bill with the woman's right and getting the win. Lee and Baszler try to attack them immediately. Um, they fight back against all three of them, and uh, they end up <laughs> running off the heels. So three on two is still not enough to take out 
Evans and Rodriguez. <sighs> All right. Street Profits are walking backstage. They see Walter Therios just randomly kissing a woman. <laughs> Drew Gulak is randomly working out between two ladders. Um, then they have they see Mad Cat Moss. Angela Dawkins tells a very bad joke, and uh, no one they didn't find it funny, and no one laughed. All what right. a segment! Ronda Rousey comes back from the break, or well, Natalia comes out from the break. She's dressed like Natalia. She's pushing a stroller. Um, <laughs> she says, "I'm Ronda Rousey," but you know, usually when they do this, they try to put on an accent of some kind. Uh, no, this was just Natalia talking. Uh, basically, she said that Natalia. Browns are going to just, I'm just going to hand over my title and give it to Natalia, uh, retire and pack up my babe, my diaper bag. Um, and said, and she said that you know, I'm not no longer the baddest woman on the planet. I'm the saddest woman on the planet. No. Which leads to the real Ronda Rousey coming out. Um, basically, Rousey said, I didn't recognize you because you don't have your chest out. Um, Rousey, uh, apparently Rousey basically calls out Natalia for not having kids. That's insane. Uh, <laughs> they get into it. Rousey tries to rip Natalia's jacket off, but she has a very, very hard time doing it, and Natalia basically has to help her do it. Um, and Natalia picks up the baby, the baby stroller, starts hitting Rousey with it, and Rousey just fucking no-sells it. So Natalia just runs up the ramp. This was the weirdest segment I've ever seen because he literally has a baby stroller and is like throwing it around Ronda Rousey. And Ronda Rousey just stands there and doesn't do a thing. Doesn't sell it. Doesn't react. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a baby stroller. Shouldn't you have some sort of reaction to that? Yeah. That's the weirdest segment I've ever seen. <laughs> I think that's a you know sometimes when WWE brings in people they really need to you know they need to think about the segments that they're going to try to pull off because some of these people just don't want to do stupid shit and they're just not going to do the stuff. Yeah. And then, was like, "I'm not. I don't care about this." She did. You could tell she did not care about doing this. Um, I know. Why would you put her? Okay, so why would you? If you see this happening, like. Because I, you saw it when she first came back. Yeah. When she was doing her promos, she was not into it. Yeah. If you see that, why the fuck would you? You can change. You know, card subject to change. You well, could, you could not follow through and give her that title. You know. Well, you here's could, the you could do something else. Here's the thing. The best Ronda Rousey was was when she turned heel. Yeah. So she was amazing as a heel. I actually enjoyed her when she was a heel because. It let out her actual, like, I probably what she actually believed. So why would you bring her back as a face knowing that she was way better as a heel? Yeah. It makes no sense to me. Uh, the New Day may not have wanted to do rematch, but by God, everyone else did because Ricochet and Gunther have a rematch for the Intercontinental <laughs> title. Um, <laughs> this was basically, you know, same kind of match it was last week. Uh, Gunther basically kicked his ass. Uh, Ricochet had a couple of offense, but in the end, it was a power bomb by Gunther to get the win. There you go. So who's he fight now? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> uh, Shotzi and Tamina have a women's money in the bank uh, qualifying match. This was not a good match. Uh, 
Shotzi wins. That's all I can say. This was not great at all because it's Tamina. No offense to Tamina, but these two did not click. And I don't know who was the heel here. I mean, they're both heels, I think. And why wasn't Tamina on Raw the last time she was? Uh, yeah, she's been, you know, on Raw with the 24-7 yeah, title. So. That threw me off because I was like, what? <laughs> so maybe she's a face. I don't know. Either way, Shotzi is qualified for Money in the Bank. <sighs> so Eric and Ivar interviewed backstage, or they're just backstage. Uh, basically, they say the time for games is over. Uh, they say, Ivar says that for far too long, they have been pushed to the side and forgotten, and now they're here to rip anyone apart who gets in their way, and no one is safe. So there you go, Nathan. That's your explanation. Well, I mean, I like it. It's better than what Christian came up with, but uh, let's see if they follow through with it. Um, then we see Max Dupree talking to someone, and he says he's going to reveal his new clients for maximum male models after the break. After the break, the new clients, hits. we haven't seen any clients. Well, that's true. <laughs> back from the break, the music hits, and no one walks out. The camera cuts backstage, and Dupree is once again in Adam Pierce's office, once again complaining. Pierce asks him what the problem is this time. Um, it basically says last week it was the lighting. This week, the birthday boy Pierce failed to provide a dressing room. And so he said this week he's not going to show him either. This is becoming shanky again. Um, he basically says that the dressing room at the needed to be 68.3 degrees, a refrigerator full of the finest waters locally sourced from the closest crystal spring. Um, <laughs> so what, is this, what is this gimmick? I don't know. Is this gimmick that he's all talk and he can't, and he's like, he's just all talk? Is that his gimmick? I don't know. Uh, Pierce then says, next week, everything will be the way he wants it. And Dupree says, next week, you'll be ready to fulfill the maximal male model's mission to titillate the juices of your guilty pleasures. Uh... <laughs> I don't know what the hell this is. All I know is... <laughs> Poor, poor Eli Drake or whatever you want to call him, because holy shit. Dupree. Yeah, he this is. is. This is not good. No. I don't know. I, is this a situation where they still have no idea who they actually want to be the male models? <laughs> They're just stalling or what the fuck is this? Like, I don't. WWE does this a lot. And like, it's never funny. It's never. I don't know what their intention is for. Like, they did it with Emma. With yeah. the Emelina thing, they do this all the time, and it never works ever. It's never like the payoff is never worth it. So why do this? I don't understand. It's anyway. Um, Pat McAfee basically cuts a promo after this, and he basically challenges Corbin to a match at SummerSlam because you know, let's forget that we have a pay per view next week. Let's build the SummerSlam before we build the fucking money in the bank that's happening. Yeah, I don't get what's going on there. Like, what the hell? We're just going to fly over money money in the bank here. I thought money in the bank, you know, it's like they were going to do a stadium show with this. And then they're like, oh, never mind. And now that they're not doing the stadium show, they're just like, yeah, fuck this pay-per-view. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. This was, I thought this was like the fifth big one. 
Um, but apparently this is just another another pay-per-view that I, doesn't matter. I think that's what they wanted it to be, and then they couldn't sell but, out a stadium. Well, so you they... put it at the wrong fucking time. Right before SummerSlam. Like, spread them out. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, you're going to have two big sh- Like, I, I get they want to do a bunch of stadium shows, but doing three in a row seems like was pretty ambitious. Yeah. Uh, basically, yeah, he calls him bum ass Corbin and basically challenges him to a match. So it was a pretty good promo. I mean, Pat McAfee's probably the best promo in the company, which is insane. Because <laughs> it's just him. I think they just let him say what the fuck he wants to say. <laughs> I don't think they give him a script for his promos. Then we have the main event the Usos versus Sheamus and Drew McIntyre with Drew McIntyre and Sheamus shot at Money in the Bank on the line. Uh, the uh, Street Profits were out here uh, for commentary. Uh, they come into play at the end of the match. Um, they get into it with the Usos. Um, Drew ends up taking them all out. Sami Zayn appears as well. Um, he gets taken out. Uh, Sheamus hits a bro kick on Jay on the outside. Drew takes Jimmy into the ring. Uh, Jimmy super kicks him. Um, they both run the ropes and then Drew hits him with the big Claymore to win and they both get their money in the bank spots match. Why was this a thing? Why did this happen? Who knows? To just for TV purposes, like they have nothing left because you don't have anybody on this roster. Like they only got like 12 people. I mean, that's very true. And they got to have TV shows. So they're like, well, we got to make it interesting. Try to make it interesting to get them in there, but we yeah. all we um, all knew where it was going. Um, so, so apparently, Ryan, who do you think is going to win this Money in the Bank match? Well, we don't even have all the people in yet, so I don't even know. So far, all that's been announced is Rollins, Sheamus, McIntyre, Omos, and Sami Zayn. That's only five. Even if they do a six, is it six or seven, could be eight. I don't know. <laughs> We only yeah, have five really, in of this. Really specifying. Of the ones that are confirmed, Rollins? Maybe Zayn? Maybe they do do Zayn and then he teases cashing it in and eventually does? I don't know. Because McIntyre, he's already got a title opportunity at fucking Clash of the Champions for no reason at all. Exactly. He just made his own match there, so I don't. he doesn't need it. I don't see them giving it to Omos. And Sheamus, I don't. That would be insane. So it either is going to be Rollins or Zayn, honestly, in my opinion, of the ones that are announced. But again, we don't know who could fucking qualify on Raw. Who knows? I have no idea. Uh, next week, apparently, all of everyone that's involved in the Money in the Bank match, just both men and women, will be on SmackDown. So, yay! <laughs> we don't have all the women announced yet either. So. I think, though, they've only got one spot left, and I am pretty sure it's going to be Bailey. I think Bailey's going to come back and be in it because she's been cleared for a while. Right. So, uh, to Rampage, this was the first show or the last show before mm, Forbidden Door. Um, yep. Had a one couple good matches, and then the rest of it was. Mm. But we started off with a very <laughs> good match Andrade versus Ray Phoenix. Uh, these two, this was great. Uh, we had Jose and uh, Andrade's dude out there. 
both they both got into it at one point. Uh, fucking Jose took a, Alex or one of them, whoever it was, took his shirt off, which was insane. Uh, <laughs> it was like, what is happening? Uh, they were both in the ring. Uh, Aubrey Edwards has lost all control, uh, which leads to Roosh showing up. He's back. We haven't seen him since he fucking was on screen at Double or Nothing and hadn't been there since. Yeah. Uh, he finally shows up, kicks Phoenix right in the nuts, <laughs> and then rolls him back into the ring, and Andrade wins with the El Idolo. So, I guess, and then uh, Rooster and Andrade rip off the mask of Phoenix, and then Pinta makes a save. So, apparently, we're heading to a tag team match. Rooster and uh, Andrade versus Phoenix and Pinta. That would be fun. Yeah, so, that's twice now that Pinta's had his face mask taken off. And you said that he's in a match in AAA, right? Where he could have his mask taken off? I Yeah, I think he's in one of that, ma- that match where, yeah, Pinta is where he could lose his so, mask. So, do you think that, that, that they're helping out AAA by teasing this? Like, is this le- like helping out their storylines? What's going on here? I have no idea. I don't know. I, I don't know why, like, they took the mask off. Like, Admit, I don't, it, it was weird. <laughs> like, it just out of nowhere. Like, he was down and then they or, just walk, they just walk over and grab the mask. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Or is he gonna, or is he going to win at AAA and then say, fuck you, AAA, and lose his mask in AEW? Could be, this could be leading to a tag team mask versus hair match or something. Oh, God, not tag. Oh God! Phoenix and that would be insane. both lose their mask. Holy crap! That would be crazy. That's never had they ever done the tag tag team match like that. I don't. I mean, maybe in 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 Mexico, but definitely not in the United States. I don't. Know, it's leading to something. They keep talk. They keep messing with the mask of these two. That's leading to something. Right. I don't know what it's leading to, but apparently, uh, they did have, um. Shirts, uh, El- Andrade and Roche. They had shirts that said, "Well, a faction inaugural in 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 Gonobre, whatever the fuck how you say that." So apparently, they're, they're I guess the Andrade family office is done. Um, well, faction inaugural is back. Will we see someone else join them? I'd like to see it. Maybe someone else will join Andrade and Roche. Who knows? But uh, yeah. Uh- Let's hope that it's Naito or somebody like that. That'd be crazy. Um, second match was Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez beat up two women. This was a squash match. That's all I needed to see. And then nothing else happened. Uh-huh. Uh, then Tony Blanchard was back randomly. Uh, he is back with Tony Blanchard Enterprises. And he, he's got Quan, Toa, and Brian Cage. All right. Uh, then we cut to Jonathan Gresham with Lee Moriarty. Uh, Lee, Jonathan Gresham says Lee Moriarty deserves a shot at the title. Tolly Branch, Joey Branchard then walks in. So he was on a pre-tape and now he's here again. Uh, <laughs> Tolly says one of his guys deserves a shot instead. Um, but Gresham challenges Tolly's guys to a tag team match against him and Lee Moriarty. Apparently all AEW right. was like, oh shit, we do have all these ROH people. We should probably put them on the show. Because uh, that was back to back to back ROH star promo segments there. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh shit, we do have this women's title and this world title. I guess we should probably do something with it. <laughs> yeah. 
that's pretty bad that you've had them, you know, just sitting on the sidelines. Yep. I um, mean, he's got to get that ROH show going at some point. Yeah. Somehow. Something's, I mean, apparently they're going to do a new, they're going to show is going to be back. They're going to do their pay-per-view, but they had no, um, they're going to have death before dishonor. It has actually been revealed by Tony Khan himself. Um, so they are going to have another show, dry 23rd. Uh, ROH death before dishonor. How do you build to a pay-per-view without a show? Who knows? We'll see what, how they do it. Um, it will air live on BR Live. So Bleacher Report Live will be holding Death Before Dishonor uh, Saturday, July 23rd. So, again, we'll see how they build this, if they use their shows to do it. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I guess they're, this is why they started doing this, because they're like, they got a pay-per-view to build to in a month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next match was another squash match as Hook defeated the DKC. Uh, nothing happened in this match. DKC did really nothing at all. Um, he got some chops in and like a forearm, and then uh, and some and that's it. Uh, Hook destroyed him. There you go. In your main event, Cash Wheeler versus Jeff Cobb, two of the three, um, one well, a half of two of the three teams in the big winner take all match at uh, Forbidden Door happening in this match. Uh, Caprice Coleman came out for commentary. It's always cool to see. This was very good. Yeah. Uh, Wheeler can go. Uh, Cobb can go. This was a really good match. Um, Cobb ends up winning this thing with Tour of the Islands. Uh, gets the win. And then this show lost its mind. <laughs> uh, FTR's out there. Uh, Dax is there. A great O'Con comes out, attacks staff. Then the entire United Empire there. And here come the best friends. So, Osprey and Orange Cassidy are going at it. Aussie Open are attacking best friends. FTR is with Cobb and Okan. Um, and then Kingston shows up out of nowhere and starts attacking Jericho. So, uh, Jericho and Kingston are tabbing it. Kingston goes, and he's got a pin, and he is trying to stab Jericho in the eye with a pin. <laughs> and while the announcers are saying, don't do it, don't, that's my pin, don't do it, he's trying to stab him with a pin. All hell broke loose, and then the show was off the air. This was fucking. I don't know what happened. Like this show was good. Like it was. It was all structured, and then the end. It was basically the same ending they did on Dynamite, which I did not like because you did basically this big brawl two shows in a row. Right. Um, but that's how the show ended. Uh, the only Phoenix and Andrade was great. Uh, Cobb and Wheeler was okay, and then the other two matches weren't even worth talking about. So that was that was Rampage, not the best Rampage. Um, but. And not a real good build to the show, honestly. Other than Kingston and Jericho, they didn't really build up much to the pay-per-view. <laughs> so. No, they kind of treated this, like you said, more of an ROH show. Yeah, this was basically, yeah, because they had all the ROH champions on here almost. So, <laughs> Other than Samoa Joe, who's nowhere to be found. So there you go. That was that was your rampage. It was not a, not a great show. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Do you want to go to Spoon Door or do you want to do the independent? Uh, let's cover just a couple here. Let's cover around the world in the indies here. Let's go around the indie world. Let's go around the indie world. We had a big show uh, from Warrior Wrestling. 
took place in Chicago, Illinois. Took place on the 20th, yesterday, actually. Um, we had Miranda Elise defeat Heather Reckless. Uh, Mike Bennett defeated Beastman. <laughs> we had a Lucha Contenders Medallion six-way scramble match. Is that an MLW thing? I don't know what the fuck that means. But this was Alpha Wolf, ASF, Dragon Bane, Golden Dragon, Ninja Mac, and Gringo Loco. Uh, with Gringo Loco getting the win. Now, I don't know if this was elimination. I don't know if this was a single pin. I have no idea what kind of match this was. But there you go. That happened. Davey Richards defeated Tom Waller. Dante Leon, Myron Reed, and Zachary Wentz, who made his return to the ring, uh, the former uh, Nash Carter, defeated Blake Christian, Fuego Del Sol, and Nick Wayne in a six-man tag team match. So I guess Zachary Wentz is back wrestling again. Um, I'm not sure if he's ever going to go on a massive, like a big TV show or not, but... Uh, He's wrestling, he's wrestling here for Royal Wrestling. And then your main event was for the Royal Wrestling Championship. Casey Navarro defeated Brian Pillman Jr. All right. Uh, GCW had no shows this weekend, but they have two shows next weekend, I'm pretty sure. Uh, one of them being close to our hometown. And they're in our neck of the woods. Uh, they will be in Evansville, Indiana, and I think Detroit um, this coming week. Um, oh, they're coming to no, they're going to St. Louis. They're they've got fucking four shows. What is happening? What the fuck? They've got three shows this week. That's crazy. So they got a show in St. Louis on Friday, a show in Detroit on Thursday, and then a show in Evansville on Saturday. And a lot of the same people are on like every show. That is weird. Uh, so we'll be talking about all that next week. There's a uh. Well, we won't talk about all of it, but we'll, we'll go through that a little bit. Uh, other than that, uh, a lot of really minor shows happened. There was not a lot yeah. of big sh uh, independent shows that happened. Triple well, uh, A was it the um, the another part of uh, of uh, no Triple A had a show called um, yeah it was not part of their it was not part of Triple Mania. Oh, okay. It was just a, a show. All right. Um, Gagira Anniversio 30. Um, every match was a six-man or tag match. Oh, your favorite. Yeah, I'm sure I would have loved that show. Uh, CML also, CML also had a show, but I think it was just their TV show. Um, they had some match that had about 17 people in it, apparently. I guess it was like a ladder, uh, like a fucking... Battle Royal, uh, Mexican National Welterweight Championship, uh, Magica Blanca wins. So he's our new champion. All right. Uh, they also had a Copa Denasius 2022 finals match. El Seminaro Jr. and Euphoria defeated Los Guerreros, Loguenas, Gran Guerrero, and Ultimo Guerrero. Those two are like in their 70s, aren't they? <laughs> I believe so. Ultimo Guerrero's 50, and Gran Guerrero is. He doesn't say how old he is, but he's no, he's younger, I guess. Started in 2008, so I guess he's young. But good lord, how are these people? Those Mexican wrestlers—they just wrestle forever. They just never stop. Never. All right, 
So let's jump into this dream show that everyone was hammering about. AEW, New Japan, Forbidden Door. We had four matches on the uh, pre-show. We had a match named out of nowhere, uh, which was crazy. I I didn't expect to have four matches on the pre-show, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to this here. Um, let's go through all these shit. See if I can find it. No one, everyone talks about the pre-show and I don't remember who these, I got to look at it because I don't remember any of these people's names. <laughs> do, 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 do. Here we go. All right. So the first matchup was Aaron Solo and QT Marshall versus Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Um, Yoshihashi and Goto get the win. This match was not good at all. Uh, QT Marshall was just all around the ring trying to do flips and tricks and uh, yeah, none of it worked. He about he went on his face at one point on the ring apron, <laughs> which was just great. That was your first match. Oh, Nick Camarato and Lance Archer. Uh, Lance Archer got the win. Uh, in a yeah, Nick, you know match. Nick Camarato's group is just you know they lose all the time. They're like yeah, they're the, the jobber. They're the jobber group. Yeah. And then your last match on the pre-show. What I think this match was my favorite match of the night, honestly. Uh, it was Suarez Strickland and Keith Lee versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado. This match was fast-paced all over the ring. This was insanity. Um, but uh, Lee and Swerve able to pick up the win. But this match was great. Uh, I love this match. It's probably my favorite match of the whole show. But then we kick things off. With a trios match, Jericho, Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Weaver Yuta, and Shota Umino. Apparently, Shota, Shota Umino is Red Shoes' son, which I did not know. And apparently, Jericho and him got into it years ago. Which, again, unless you watch New Japan, you had no idea that happened. So that's why he's in this match, apparently. But, again, none of us knew that. Yeah, it makes sense. You know. They didn't talk about it until this show. Would have been nice to put that on Dynamite or something so we knew why this random dude was in this match. Uh, what'd you think of this match, Nathan? Uh, that that guy was pretty good. You, you could tell he really wanted to try because, uh, you know, he was new to this crowd and new to mm-hmm. a lot of people watching this. And, uh, yeah, he tried hard. Uh, the rest of them were so-so. Yeah. This was... A chaotic six-man tag, as always. Um, the ending came. Sammy hit Shota in the back with the bat, um, but he ducked the Judas effect, hit a spinning DDT into a brain buster, which was a crazy combination. Uh, only gets a two count. He then put Jericho in the walls of Jericho. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he had a minute. Sammy comes in, kicks him right in the face, and he didn't move. And then he finally super kicked him. Eddie came in, hit him with the pile driver. Shoot, shoot, Shota fought off everybody, uh, but then ran into a Judas effect, which gives Jericho, Guevara, and Suzuki the win. Suzuki did not do much in this match. No, he really didn't. There was a lot of him and Eddie Kingston hit each other with a lot of chops, but other than that. Yeah, that's all that happened. Uh, as far as predictions, we both had Jericho uh, winning that match. You had him for five points. I had him for four points. Remember, we are competing for 
the predictions championship, which will be defended at all major pay-per-views uh, between Triple uh, A Impact, WWE, and AEW, and potentially some New Japan stuff. So, uh, basically, every pay-per-view that happens, we'll be putting that title on the line. So, match number two, winner take all triple threat match for the ROH and IWGP tag team titles: Jeff Cobb and Great Khan versus FTR versus Rapongi Vice. This match was crazy. Uh, they had so many near falls in this one that I had, I thought for sure there were a couple moments where this match was over. Um, it was insane. They hit uh, strong zero, Rocky and uh, and uh, Trent did. I thought it was over. I thought for sure that was it. Um, but no, it was not over. Uh, at one point in this match, Dax goes to the back uh, with a apparent shoulder injury, uh, which means. Cash Wheeler was all by himself. Um, but Dax comes back and the crowd fucking lost their mind. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're ultimate faces now, let me tell you. Um, they end up getting the win after hitting the big rig on Rocky Romero. So FTR are your new IWGP, IWGP and they retain their Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. They have now have three title match titles, including the AAA World Tag Team titles, so... And they came out with those belts. Yeah, which we sure. didn't know they would. They didn't mention them, uh, but they did have them. Uh, this was a fun match, though. Uh, that was insane. Uh, they, they those three teams just went out there and had like an insane match. Um, yeah, this was a, this was probably the match of the night for me. Well, this one, yeah, I think it was. This was the match of the night. Um, by the way. Uh, for most of this card, we had Taz, Kevin Kelly, and Excalibur as on commentary team, and I love those three together. Um, they were a way better ta- uh, trio than uh, Excalibur, JR, and Tony Schiavone. I'm just going to say. Yeah. Um, Caprice Coleman came out for that match, which having four people was way too chaotic for me. And But it, man, the announcers were all over the place. Like, Kataz and Kevin Kelly and Excalibur were like just having a blast. And then uh, it all went downhill and JR, the, the fun ended when JR came out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the third match was the fatal four-way for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Malachi Black versus Clark Connors versus Pac versus Miro. Uh, this was another crazy fatal four-way. Uh, Clark Connors didn't do a whole lot till the very end, and the crowd actually started getting into it. Uh, Clark Connors actually won the crowd over. They were not into him at first. Um, but he won it. He, he got them. He, he ended up winning them over at the end. Um, right. There was a table set up on the outside right in front of a little kid, and I was so worried that little kid was going to get hit. That was scary. Um, Quanters yeah. ended up spearing uh, Miro. Or who did he spear? No, it was Black. Uh, I think. Right? No, it was Miro. He put Miro through it. Uh, we got into the ring. Everyone was going crazy. Um, Connors hit his finishing move on pack, a kick out. Um, Black gets crotched on the top rope, and then Miro ends up throwing everybody down. They did the Tower of Doom spot. Pack is in the game over. He was about to tap out, but then Black hits the mist in his face, hits the Black Mass. Um, he, he puts him in a cross arm breaker, but then Pack goes up, hits a 450 to break it up, and then puts the Brutalizer on Connors. Clark Connors taps, and Pack is your new AEW, well, first ever AEW All-Atlantic champion. Well-deserved for Pac. Finally gets a title in this company. He's been there since day one. Um, 
It's about time you get something. Yeah. Agreed. This was this was chaotic and fun. I mean, there were a couple moments where you could visibly hear them yelling for Miro to get in the ring to do that Tower of Doom. Like everyone's like, Miro! Because <laughs> he was just still laying down on the outside. <laughs> it was like, God damn. I don't know who it was, but someone was yelling. Uh I had it, Miro. Uh, you had Pack for seven points, so you're out to a commanding lead right now. Uh, the next match was uh, Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo Takagi versus the Young Bucks and El Phantasmo. Uh, everybody's out in the ring. Everybody comes out. Uh, Darby and Shingo come out. Sting music hits, but he's nowhere to be found. Uh, Bucks and Phantasmo come out, and then Sting is in the rafters, apparently, but then the lights go out. He comes back on and he's fucking on top of the stage and he dives off the stage on top of the whole all four of them. Jesus. Oh, this man. This man is nuts. A little bit. I did not expect to see Sting do so much in this match, honestly. He didn't he do a whole lot. He didn't do a whole lot, but he did a lot more than I thought he was going to do. Right. Um,. <laughs> He did a couple stinger splashes. Um, there was a mo. I I cannot believe someone had to tell Sting that he had to do this. El Fantasmo grabbed him by the nipples, <laughs> and the announcers lost their mind. Uh, Taz said that he was gonna. He was. I wouldn't wonder that to do Tony Schiavone because your nipples are pierced. Oh my god! They, they lost it when they saw the nipple clamp. Everyone lost their mind. And then Sting did it right back to him. <laughs> so. Uh, um, this match was chaotic, as every match was on this show. Sting. Uh, <laughs> Sting, it's a double Scorpion death drop. They went for the B DTE trigger, but Sting moved. He took a triple right. super kick, and he just stood there. Sting oh, he fell. He, well, he knows the double super kick, and then they hit him with the triple super kick, and he fell. Um, they went for the BTE tri trigger. Sting moved. He hit the double scorpion death drop, and then he did the titty twister DLP. <laughs> El Fantasmo. <laughs> Coffin drop to Hikuleo. Shingo is then legal, and he hits his last of the dragon to win the match. The dudes with attitudes get the win. Yes. Uh, we both had them winning. Uh, we both had it for three points, too. So, still out. Took Randy Lee. Cut to the back where they're going to interview Sh Shota. Uh, but then Jericho shoots a fireball in his face because he's a wizard. <laughs> what was that for? We know, how, we know how much you love that. What was that for? What was the point? I guess, it, I guess the, you know, like you said, in New Japan, I guess they had words, and so he... But you, I, I mean, I, did, I, get, I don't know. They won. Like, <laughs> Jericho won the match. I don't know. Insult <laughs> to injury, I guess. What was the point? Uh, and then we had probably the most disappointing match of the night. Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm for the Women's Championship. This match was not as good as it should have been. I just don't know what happened. Like, they just, I, it wasn't. It wasn't, wasn't terrible. It just, I don't know, it didn't click for me. Like, they didn't, it was slow, it felt like. Compa right. I mean, it's probably just compared to the other matches, which were all just insane. 
Right. That may be why it felt slow because every other match was New Japan style and they were just going a hundred miles an hour. Um, but it was it was a decent match. Um, <laughs> shocker, it was the shortest match on the card, you know, because it's the women. But yeah. uh, Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa had a had a decent match. By the way, I don't think Tony Storm should throw German suplexes anymore because oh, she man. does not get them over at all. She did that one on the apron. I think she knocked herself out more than she knocked Rosa out. <laughs> she kept throwing German suplexes, and there was no impact on them because she couldn't get them, like, in the air at all. They are like, really short German suplexes. Um, right. But Rosa ended up winning. Uh, so Thunder Rosa retains her AEW Women's Championship. <laughs> I, I did predict Thunder Rosa to win, but I really didn't think she was going to win. Um, but she retains. So now... Let's see what happens with Storm. Let's see what happens with Rosa. I don't know who goes. I, don't know, I thought that was probably the moment to give Storm the title, honestly. I I honestly think they should have because Rose, like we said before, Rosa's title reign has been eh. She's better at chasing than being the champion. Yeah, it's been a flat title reign. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know where they go now, but. I feel like they had their opportunity to give it to Ruby. They had their opportunity to give it to Storm. And I feel like now when they if they ever do give it to either one of them, it's not gonna feel as impactful. Yeah. Um the next matchup was for the IWGP United States heavyweight title, even though he didn't have the title because Juice Robinson still has the title. Um, because he says he never lost it, so he's still the real champion. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jim Ross came out for commentary on this one. Apparently, Juice Robinson's at Bullet Club now. Yeah, I don't know when that happened, but yeah, he's with he's in Bullet Club because they had an interview in the earlier in the show. So everyone's in Bullet Club now. Apparently, it's really becoming the NWO. Uh, this match started off really slow. Uh. Not a lot happening at the beginning of this match. Orange, Orange Cassidy has hands in his pockets um, throughout most of it. Osprey, there was a cool moment where Osprey had him in the abdominal stretch, put his hand in O.C.'s pocket, and then pulled out the middle finger. That was great. I laughed. Thought <laughs> of the match. Uh, but then it really kicked up towards the end. Um, yeah. This, I got to give Orange Cassidy credit. I hate the gimmick, and I think he needs a new gimmick. But my God, he can when he wants to, he can go in that ring. Um, he had a fantastic match with Orange Cassidy or with Osprey here. So many reversals, so many one uh, near falls, so many crazy moves. Um, it, or Osprey was looking for a, a power bomb of some kind. He reversed into the beach break, got a two count. Uh, he went for the orange punch, but Osprey countered into the os cutter. That was a kick out. Uh, he went for the hidden blade, uh, misses it. Then he went for Stormbreaker. It's countered into a Hurricane Rana by Orange Cassidy. That got a kick out. Um, he hit the hidden blade. Orange Cassidy kicked out again, but then he finally hit him with Stormbreaker and finally gets the win. Osprey retains his title, which was no shock to anyone, but a fantastic match. Yeah. Uh, do you like having uh, – do you like Osprey having four moves or do you hate that? Dude, he's got, he's got so many finishing moves. I, Good Lord. 
Um, I mean, I do like it because you you don't know which one's going to end the match. I mean, it's unexpected. So, but the Stormbreaker is like that was the first thing I thought of when I was watching that was Ryan's probably like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, mean, Stormbreaker is a crazy move, but I understand why he doesn't do it all the time because he probably can't do it to everybody. But Hidden Blade is literally just an elbow. So I don't really like that one. And doesn't Switchblade do a version of like the same thing? Uh, no. Or somebody does like something similar to that. Eh. I mean, it's Osprey, dude. Osprey's got he's that's just his thing. Like he does so much stuff. Um, and then we had the United Empire come out. They're destroying everybody. Um, Rapongi Vice comes out. Um, but they get beat down. But then Shibata comes out. Everyone's freaking out, but I don't really know much about Shibata. Okay, so Shibata, Shibata, uh, he's not been around for a long time, Ryan, because he got hurt so bad, okay? He hurt his skull so bad that Jesus. he almost died. Jesus. And um, he, everybody told him he would never wrestle again. And this past year, he finally he came back. He was only supposed to do certain spots, but instead he said, fuck that, and started doing regular matches, and I guess he's still going. I don't know. He's wow. nuts. He had a... He, he, his, his brain was showing, Ryan, is how bad his injury was. Um, yeah, so apparently <laughs> he was partially paralyzed for a while, too. Yeah. Um, he had some paralysis on the right side of his body. Um, it was well, it was believed that he was never gonna wrestle ever again. Yep. That's man, that I didn't know. That's crazy. I know. And I don't know if he should be wrestling, but he is. Uh Dave Meltzer reported that during his surgery they had to remove his brain and put it back in, but that doesn't sound medically possible. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> that's Dave Meltzer for you. I never knew all that. Hey, that's awesome though. That's awesome. I that's that's really cool to see Shibata then. I didn't know why everyone was freaking out, but now that I hear all that, that's crazy. Um, so I guess he's going to wrestle for the title at some point then? Going after uh, the United States title? Maybe. That's nuts. Man, talk about a miracle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we had the we finally had it. Who is the uh, mystery man? It was Zack Sabre Jr. versus the mystery man, and it ended up being the man everyone thought it was. So they finally, you know, did the thing that everyone thought they were going to do. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli, actually going by that name. I didn't know if he would. Yep. I'm surprised he didn't go with CSRO. Uh, <laughs> Tony Khan was probably like, yeah, dude, that's not going to work. <laughs> well, not only that, but it's like, how, how the fuck do you announce that? Making his way to the ring, CSRO. <laughs> um, Claudio and Zack Sabre Jr. Um, I know a lot of people really like this match, but... I am not a big Zack Sabre Jr. fan. Um, I've been sour on him since he was in the Cruiserweight Classic and he oversold everything. And ever since then, I just haven't been a real fan of his. He's good. He's a really good technician, and I like technical wrestling. But I don't know. I just I don't know why I can't get into his style. Um, this was a decent match for me, at least. I know a lot of people loved it, but... Uh, you can give your thoughts if because I think you like this match way more than I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, I did, I did. I think 
I think uh, I think this was a really good match. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., his style is uh, you got to have a taste for it. Yeah. And because uh, uh, he, he'll, he, like, there's not a lot of uh, back bumps in his no. matches. No. It's more of straight up, we're going to get on the ground and wrestle. I'm going to. He is the only wrestler I have ever seen. I mean, granted, I never watched European wrestling back in the day, you know, back in the old days of European wrestling. Yeah. But he is the only wrestler I have ever seen where he gets oohs and ahs and people going crazy and the guys never leave the ground. Like he'll he'll switch from one move to another and it looks impossible what how he does it and the crowd just starts going crazy and it's like he it's like somebody did a hurricane runner or something and it 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 blew my mind when I watched him in in Japan so yeah you gotta have a certain taste for what he does but yes he uh this was this wasn't a good match uh they like you said it has a slow start but uh, Cesaro didn't look like he had too much ring rust. No, he looked good. He was in great shape still. Um, I mean, it was great. Uh, it was a European match for sure. Like, this was 100% just a European-style match. Um, right. Uh, Quadio, though, ended up getting the win with the Rakoa bomb. After, yeah. like, a pop-up European uppercut. Um, so, he wins. He will join now at the – he will uh, move on to Blood and Guts on Wednesday, being that, and – uh. I don't know. He's got history with a couple people uh, over there on the other side, you know, like Jake Hager. He was a former tag team partner of Jake Hager. I'm sure mm-hmm. he's, he's got history with Jericho. So that's going to be interesting. It, it, here's the thing. He comes in. He gets this win in a match he was never supposed to be in. He joins a group where two of the members in the group are already champions. I just don't know what you do with Claudio now. True. Like, I don't know where you go with him that you – because you've got – and this is a problem with AEW that they, WCW kind of had this problem too. When you have so much talent – but they don't just have so much talent. They have so much top-level, like, really good talent that you can't use all of them in the way that they're supposed – that people want them to be used. Right. And so they're going to run in – they're running into that problem. I just don't know where they go with Claudio. Does he just be a tag team? Does he, does he maybe go for the TNT title at some point? I don't know. It's gonna, I, maybe he goes for the ROH world title. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with him because he's in a group now, which is great. But what, what does this group do now after this Jericho feud's over? Right. Are they all going to go their own separate way again and just be singles wrestlers? I mean, I, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. I mean, I know Tony Khan's probably got a plan, so we'll – to see where it heads after that, I guess. But yeah, I, that's a very good question. Uh, Tony Khan says he always has a plan, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I again, I'm glad he's wrestling somewhere. Um, but again, I'm just worried about where it's gonna go because we've seen this with a bunch of people who come in, they have a good match, and then they kind of just flounder around for a while, like Keith Lee, like Swerve. I mean, right. They've not really done much of anything since coming in. They've been in tag teams and, and they had this feud going with the ta- team Taz, but that's all they've done. They haven't really had any major storylines. So, all right. So, 
We head now to the other fatal four-way of the night, the IWGP heavyweight title match. Jay White defending against Okada, Adam Cole, and Adam Page. A little bit of a weird ending on this one. Yeah. Probably didn't end the way they wanted it to end. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, definitely definitely, probably a major injury here Yeah, with uh, Adam Cole. I think... Uh, I think he may have got rocked. Um, I don't know when it happened, but he definitely got rocked. By the way, on the pre-show, I just not thought of this. On the pre-show, they had a match. I think it was the first match. They had a New Japan referee. And then it was all AEW referees after that. Shouldn't there have been a New Japan referee for this match, considering it's for the New Japan title? Yeah, I think that was an oversight. I don't think – I think uh, somebody somebody missed their mark on that one. They had one, and it wasn't even – it was the American referee from Strong. So right. it was during the – it was during the match with the four dudes, um, the, 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 the the dojo guys. So it's just – yeah, there's probably should have had a New Japan referee for this match. That's the only thing. But, yeah, this was uh, – this ending, uh, Cole got rocked completely. Um, I'm sure this match ended before they were wanting it to end because it – it, it ended kind of weird. Yeah. Because uh, he hit the blade. Uh, Jay White hit the blade runner on Kata, but then he pinned Cole, who was out. So, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping um, it's not serious, but it, it's looking like a concussion of some kind. Right. Um, but, well, hopefully it's not, he's not out too long, because if he's out, he add him to the list of a million other injuries in this wrestling, so. Well, apparently he's already got a number of injuries that he's been working through. So Jesus Christ, having a concussion on top of that's just which means yeah, you're. I mean, he's just going to be out because he's not going to be able to work out with a concussion. So yeah, and that's going to make those other. That's probably going to make the other injuries flare up, and it's just going to yeah, he might be out for a couple of weeks at least. So, uh, Jay White wins. This was a good match for what it was, and then it ended, and kind of everyone was kind of like, uh. <laughs> so, like I said, hopefully Adam Cole's all right. Um, I know I shit on Adam Cole a lot, but he is good in the ring, and I hate to see injuries, so I don't want to see him injured. Adam Cole, for being hurt and whatever happened to him at the end of this match, he actually finally, you know, he always they always try to say that he's got, like, the best timing or whatever. And uh, he actually hit two super kicks when he needed to, like, and it was like those big timing moments. Yeah, and they actually worked worked out. Yeah, actually time. did it the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. So, um, and so then we go to our main events: the AEW Interim World Heavyweight Championship, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus John Moxley. Um, this was a, uh, I mean, this was a Moxley match. <laughs> Tanahashi they were in the ring. they were in the ring for most of it. Tanahashi didn't look as bad as he did on Dynamite. No, he he I don't know if he uh they shot him up with some some medicine here <laughs> or if he just got hyped up for this crowd or what, but yeah, he actually he he went out and gave it his all. Uh Moxley got busted open, but I don't know how. Yeah, I don't like, either. He was like on the outside he had like a frog splash on him and then he got busted open. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what happened. Uh, this was better than I thought it was going to be. 
I don't have much faith in John Moxley to have a good straight up wrestling match, but he did good here. Um, it wasn't terrible. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he got Tana him with Hashi the. Tanahashi took a pile driver. Yeah. Uh, he had the Death Rider, and uh, John Moxley is the new interim AEW World Champion. But the show is not over. Uh, they were exchanging or going to have a handshake, but then a fucking course Jericho has to come out. So we've seen Jericho three fucking times now on this pay per view. They start attacking both men. Kingston comes down to the ring. And again, we have another brawl. But then Claudio just swings Angelo Parker forever. Um, but Kingston is not happy with Claudio Castanoli. Um, so basically what I got from this pay-per-view was this was just a build the blood and guts. Yeah. What a way to – I just don't get that. Like, you have this big pay-per-view that's AEW New Japan, and you end it with the the Jericho Appreciation Society and all of them. I didn't like that. Yeah. They, honestly, I think – yeah, I, I honestly think – I don't know. I don't know what you should have ended it with, but it shouldn't have been that. I mean, you had them – have a brawl on dynamite you had a brawl on rampage now you're having a brawl on this pay-per-view like this just felt like the ending felt like just another episode of dynamite to me and that's not how you want your pay-per-views to end um kind of took away from the match a little bit because it was like now all the focus is just i know it's their next event it's but this felt like a pay-per-view to promote a tv show which right is not how you're supposed to do it but uh, overall, this was not a terrible pay-per-view. Um, again, I didn't know a whole lot of the New Japan people, so, um, but they had good matches. Uh, the final score for the first uh, prediction challenge here on this podcast, I had 38 total points. Nathan with, he had 39. Could not get much closer than that. So Nathan will take this prediction championship. He will be at his house and uh, he'll hold on to it until uh, someone beats him, um, which we'll be doing predictions next week or this week for Money in the Bank. So, yes, coming up on the Saturday show, we'll have predictions for Money in the Bank. So you don't get much of a rain here, Nathan. You may lose it after a week. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. I think that's going to wrap up the wrestling. Uh, I guess Raw is coming up. Uh, the only thing that is of note is going to be John Cena is going to be there. All right. And we'll see what happens there. All right. Let's jump over to the video games. Yeah, um, let's get into this, Ryan. We have some decent news here. Uh, one is uh, one, one, one news bite here, Ryan, is... Uh, Apparently, there is going to be a Nintendo Direct tomorrow. But it's going to be a mini. Yes. Unfortunately for everyone, it is not the Nintendo Direct they were expecting. It is going to be a mini, and it's going to be focused on third-party games. So no new Nintendo games will be announced here. It'll be a – yeah, it's it's a partner showcase. So Um, So that boils – so I, it makes me wonder. Okay, so Ryan, we have Xenoblade coming out in July. 
We had that Fire Warrior, Ember, whatever Warriors game just came out. So we have, we got we got Xenoblade in July. We got Splatoon 3, probably September, October, one of those two months. So that leaves one month of those. We have nothing in August, so nothing in probably October. We have the Pokemon game in November, and we have the new, uh, the third, uh, oh, yeah, so Bayonetta 3, Ryan, is going to be in probably December. So that's, you know, you still have two months there of no games, unless uh, maybe Advanced Wars, you know, that got delayed because of the Ukraine stuff. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it pops, maybe it pops up and takes one of those spots, but... Usually they, I mean, yeah, they, some, most of the time they only have one a month, but sometimes they have two. So it's like, it's like, it feels kind of, kind of like they're, we're missing something. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, apparently Nintendo does not care because they're just going to go along with this and have uh, this direct with, uh, with a third party. So what do you expect to see here, Ryan? Just uh ports, from game, uh, like usually, usually third party games come late to the Switch, and so it's usually if we get third party, it's just ports of games that have already yeah. come out on the other two consoles. One of the rumors, which I don't know holds a lot of weight or holds any water at all, um, is Red Dead Redemption 2, but I just don't know how that game would work on the Switch, right? That seems like a massive game that I don't know how they could make it on the Switch. Uh, but that's that's one of the a while that's a rumor going around uh some guy did drop this it was rumored before it actually was announced by nintendo so he did get it right uh that this was coming um, yes uh nate, nate the hate but he had mentioned that he thinks it could be uh one of the games would be red dead redemption 2 um which would be crazy i mean Oh, I mean, it's crazy, but it's like, you know, okay. Would that be another game where they do it's cloud only? Probably. Oh, I guarantee it. But also, would it be that big of a deal? I mean, it's been oh, out okay. forever. That's, a, that's another case of that game's been out forever. So, you know, this is that I feel like that's going to just leave a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth if that's one of the big announcements. Yeah. So, it's been Nintendo's out for four years. Nintendo's really got to get a handle on this because they got to they got to figure something out because this is this they can't have these third party games coming out so late compared to the others and they cannot cannot have you know what's going on here with uh, not knowing what's going what, what people want to know what, what's coming out you know and I know the pandemic happened in Japan apparently was a, it was a lot harder to work from home than than the united states so they weren't able to get these games going like they wanted but still these games have been had to be started like you could still talk about them like yeah. production on these games you know i mean you can't yeah so i could we oh, see could this be where they finally say hey we're remaking the golden eye that might be an option. Maybe that's why GoldenEye, because Nintendo Switch or Nintendo, that was a that was a Nintendo game. So they may still have the properties of that. Yeah. And so maybe maybe that's why it was not on the Xbox uh, yeah. uh, showcase like everybody thought it was going to be. 
I just love how Golden Eye keeps getting brought up, and there's no actual like ever anyone actually saying they're remaking it. It's just that there's been achievement scene, and there's been but no reveal at all that no indication that they're actually remaking that they're ever going to bring this game out but everyone just wants it so bad yeah it's very interesting I don't know, um, we'll see i just don't i can't think of any what else could be like what else it could be like i don't i just don't know what other third party games it could be that would be worthy of you know what i mean yeah so i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see what they put on here and what what they're gonna bring to the switch because without it being Nintendo properties, I don't know what if this is going to be good or not. I mean... Yeah, it's only going to be 25 minutes long, so it'll be interesting. I just... To me... To me, this is going to be a letdown. Oh, I... Or I'm, I'm going into this without high expectations. I'd say probably the two biggest things that could come out of this, if they're true, because there's been a rumor that... Um, uh, Resident Evil Revelations. Have you ever heard of? Have you seen those games? Yes. They were big on the Nintendo 3DS and DS, and they're on the Switch. You can play them on the Switch, and you also play them on the Xbox and stuff too. But, um, but there's rumors that there's a third one of those. Mm-hmm. So that could be one of the games. But that and GoldenEye are the only two things that I could think of that people would even get really hyped for it yeah um yeah i don't know we'll we'll see we'll obviously talk about this on the thursday show thursday morning show we'll 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 talk about this nintendo direct and hopefully some big stuff gets revealed but i'm not again i'm not holding my breath for it i'm not expecting it um i'm expecting just a bunch of smaller games that aren't going to be that important is what i'm expecting so considering they stealth drop this and they'll say hey tomorrow it's happening so it makes me think that they're not too you know what i mean like if there were going to be some yeah. major announcements i feel like they would have hyped it up a little more but again that's what nintendo does though they always just drop shit randomly in the middle of nowhere it's like hey by the way this is happening tomorrow <laughs> so never, i don't know <laughs> um we've got a week nathan for the free playstation plus essential games for july all right. Um, so we've got Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time, which is weird that they would put that on there. It's been out for a while. I mean, and I'm sure most people probably play there, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's synonymous with place. You know, Crash, yeah. even though he, his last couple games have been on other consoles and, you know, his, all the handheld games are on Nintendo consoles, but, you know... He's still synonymous with PlayStation, at least in my mind. Yeah. So it's um, good to see that coming to the service. Um, the Dark Pictures, Man of Meaden, also will be apparently one of them. Um, I have played some of that game. Uh, it is not a game that everyone's going to want. It's a, it's a game along the lines of The Quarry and um, all those other games where it's story-driven. Um, and you make decisions, and based on the decisions you make, it affects the game. Um, so it's 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 not a game that everyone's gonna want to play. But I right. played it. I played it because it was free on Game Pass. So if it's free, people should probably check it out. It's fun. Um, it looks pretty. It's a really good looking game. But I just don't. Um, it's not gonna be a game everyone wants to play. And then a game called Arcade Again, which I've never heard of. 
Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. Let me look it up. Let's see. Um, Arcade Again is a cooperative multiplayer game that provides a mix of PvE versus PvP experience. Oh, so it's like a, it's a multiplayer Oh, that's going to be like a brand new release because it's not even out yet. Yeah, it, 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 it is a day one drop. It's the first day one drop for a PlayStation new Is it also going to be Game Pass as well? Or is, it, or is it just going to be at PlayStation? Because that's if PlayStation got a game one drop that Xbox didn't get, that's pretty crazy. That's what they're going to need to compete. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a shooter. It looks a lot like Fortnite and, and all these other multiplayer shooting games. So I don't know if it's really going to take off or not, but um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. That's, you know, cool. All right, game one drop for, for PlayStation. They, they're getting ahead of the curve here. Um, let's see anything else uh, of note here. Um, so Chris Pratt obviously is playing Mario in the new movie that's coming out yeah, next year. They they're hyping right. it, man. They're hyping it. All right. Um, he said it's going to be, which I don't know how to take this. He said <laughs> it's going to be unlike anything you've heard. Now I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> Well, he's, I mean, at least he's telling the truth. Yeah. Uh, um, he said that his full quote was, it's an animated voiceover narrative. It's not a live action movie. I'm not going to be wearing a plumber suit running all over. I'm providing a voice for an animated character, and it is updated and unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world before. I mean... I got a feeling it is going to be like Sonic, which is still going to be live action, kind of just his character is not going to be him, but it is going to have real people in it. I feel like Mario is going to be brought into our world. I something. I think what's going to happen is I think it's going to be more along the lines of um, Jumanji. Okay. And I think it's going to be the Chris Pratt He's going to, I don't know. He said it's animated, though. If it's all animated, I don't know. But he's an animated well, character. So he didn't yeah, say. Well, I mean, it would still be along those lines that maybe. I'm going to say, like, well, it's not Mario, like, in the Mario world. Well, he didn't say he was going to be running yeah. around in a Mario suit. That doesn't mean there's going to be not be real people yeah. in this movie. I, I think it's going to be either, like you said, Mario's brought into this world. And so he's got a different voice, kind of like Pikachu. Um, yeah. or it's going to be like, like he gets the Chris Pratt character, whatever character he's playing, gets sucked into it and he's playing Mario, but it's not the Mario. It's somebody else's voice. Right. I don't know, I don't know what direction they're going to be. I don't know what this, cause Donkey Kong's also in it. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this movie. I'm intrigued, <laughs> but I'm also be... I'm also scared for what they could because the last Mario movie we had was not great. So, hey, yeah. now don't hate on that '90s Mario movie. Now I will hate on that movie all I want. 
Um, but yeah, they're 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 hyping it up. Uh, I'm hoping we may hear like I'm hoping they drop like a like a teaser at some. We're gonna get a trailer at some point, and I'm hoping we get to hear it. <laughs> but I kind of yeah. don't. <laughs> I kind of want to just go into that movie blind, and then, then just react to it first thing in the theater. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. You know, it might be something where you just don't want to know what it sounds like and just go in and see it and say, oh, see what happens. Uh, they might not want to show it because then it might make people not want to go. That's 100% true, too. Um, Nathan, Cyberpunk won't die. Um, Unfortunately. Cyberpunk's hitting a board game. Oh, my God. Um, Cyberpunk 2077, Gangs of Night City. Um. It's going to be a board game, apparently. Ah. Okay. Who, who asked for that? <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, <laughs> I just don't understand. It's 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 on uh it's on Kickstarter right now. So if you want to you know donate to it, Nathan. Everybody, please don't. <laughs> don't let that game die. <laughs> All right, uh, Nathan, uh, you were on vacation this weekend, so I don't know if you got to play anything, but uh, what you been playing? <laughs> well, last week, before I went on vacation, uh, I played a lot of Ninja Turtles. I beat it, unlocked uh, Casey Jones. Nice. That, that game is amazing. Um, other than that, I've been playing some retro stuff on the PlayStation, whatever the fuck that service is called. I keep forgetting the name of it. PlayStation Plus. Now Plus. Plus. I think it's just PlayStation, PlayStation Plus. Plus. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what we're going to go with. And, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've been playing some stuff on that. Still trying to see if it's any good or not. Haven't really, haven't really made up my mind. <laughs> it's. And uh, that's about it so far. This week, I plan on playing uh, that roller game that you've been playing. Hell yeah. About uh, to do it people, up. Yeah. I'm ready to play some of that with you. And then um, I'm also going to – I'm going to fire up some kind of RPG. I haven't decided what. Maybe maybe it'll be an old school. Maybe it'll be a new school. We'll see. I'm, I feel like playing an RPG. So, um, so – you mentioned the roller roller champions. I've been playing a lot of roller champions and a lot of um, Fall Guys. Fall Guys. Uh, Fall Guys is a game. Like I don't know. I got into it. I, I know we talked about how it's a game that you. But I got into it for some reason. <laughs> I'm not sure why. I mean, it's it's a very Fall Guys is a, it's so simple that it works. Like it's right. such a simple game, but I think that's the appeal of it, and it makes me want to keep playing it because it's so easy to just pick up and play. I don't, right. I don't have to think too much when I'm playing that game. You know, I just run. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done really. I had not won yet, but I, I get to the finals pretty consistently. Uh, I'm not saying I do it every time because obviously there's there's the one the one I can't do. There's like this fan that pulls around and you gotta run in a circle. I that one gets me every time. Right. Um, but it's a fun game. I've also been playing, like I said, Roller Champions, um, trying to upgrade that game. It that game's it gets hard uh the more you play it because you, you start doing competitive matches and then it gets hard because uh right. I, yeah. When you're starting out and everyone's the same, it's good. But then everyone got better than me because I have a job. <laughs> so I can't I can't play it all the time. I've also been playing some WWE 2K22, even though the game still has its problems. Uh, speaking of that, 
Um, the next DLC pack uh, is out uh, while you're listening to this. It'll be out today. Um, the Clowning Around DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, the Clowning Around DLC offers, obviously, Dwink the Clown. Uh, making his first video game appearance in a while. <laughs> it's been a while since he's doing. It's 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 heel doink though, Nathan. Yes. So that's they got the, the heel doink uh, entrance music, which is awesome. Um, also, you receive Ronda Rousey, uh, the British Bulldog, Mister T, uh, Dewdrop, and Rick Boobs. All in this clowning around DLC pack. So that'll be out tomorrow. There is a um, a new patch that came out today as a recording on Monday, but I'm not really 100% sure what's, what's involved in that. So that's what I've been playing. Uh, I, I'm going to get into the quarry, I hope, maybe this week um, once I save up some money and get it paid for. Uh, pay. I'm going to try to get into that game. Everyone's been talking it up. Um, so I'm going to give that game a shot this week. And maybe next week on Monday I'll have a – or next week I'll have a review of it some kind, sometime. All right. Um, uh, what we got coming out it. this? What we got coming out this week, Ryan? Uh, release is for the week of June twenty seventh. We're going to be going the twenty eighth through the fourth, third. Um, MX first ATV Legends, which I had no idea they were making another game, but apparently they are. Um, it's <laughs> a new MX first ATV game. It is out t- today as you're listening to this. Uh, PS four, PS five, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. So, again, I did not know they're making another one, but okay. Yeah. Um, also coming out is Escape Academy. Um, Escape Academy coming out for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X is essentially an escape room game. All right. But you can play online with friends. So, Nathan, we could do like an escape room together. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Phobia. Saint Dinfa Dinfina Hotel is out for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. It is a first-person psychological horror game focused on exploration, survival, and puzzle solving. Uh, Biru Shana Rising Flower of Ginpei is out for the Switch. Looks like one of those graphic Uh novels. Uh, this this Gaia Six Complete is out for PS4, PS5, and PC. Again, I have no idea what any of these games are, but that's a RPG. There you go, and there's your RPG to play. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, DNF Duel is out for PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Um, Action Fighting Addicts Extreme. It's a new beat 'em up world. Um, so dungeon at DNF stands for dungeon and fighter. Um, <laughs> is a four, it's a RPG, but now it's a fighting game, apparently. So they just combined two uh genres together, apparently. Uh, June 29th, we've got The Legend of Bumbo for PS5, Switch, and Xbox Series X. This was a PC game now making its final way to um consoles. Um, I'm not sure what this game is about, but it's made by the people who made Super Meat Boy and all that, so I assume it's along the same lines as those games. 
Hillbilly Doomsday. <laughs> Not the game you think of. This is for Xbox One, Xbox Series X. This is a Mario type game. This is a uh, this is a side scroller. What the hell? Side scrolling platformer. Um, yeehaw! <laughs> Once upon a time, when the entire planet was in great danger, an unknown enemy turned almost everyone into zombies. So, a zombie side scroller. Zombies and hillbillies. Yep. You know, at some point we've done zombies to death. You know, I, no eventually you think that, yeah. Um, but the game character's name is Uncle Billy. Of course, Jesus Christ. <laughs> On June thirtieth, we've got a game called Hourglass coming out for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Um, you can create a time clone of yourself to solve challenging puzzles. Hmm. It's got one of those. Uh, it, it, I, that game could be fun, but it's 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 the art style for me that that I couldn't do it. And it's got that like cartoony kind of art style. I couldn't do it. Uh, Outriders World Slayer, uh, a brutal one to three player co op looter shooter. The fuck is a looter shooter? That's where you shoot and you get loot. Okay. Uh, it's a dark sci-fi universe. Uh, you create your own outrider. It's, like, uh, it's, it's, it's like Borderlands, right? Okay. Um, so that's coming out for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and PC on June 30th. Uh, Lumberjack Simulator is coming out on June 30th as well for the Xbox One. There we go. Um, cutting down trees for no reason. The destroy the environment <laughs> all right <laughs> um cuphead the delicious last course is out for the switch on june 30th as well as the xbox one and ps4 uh so this is the dlc for cuphead that's been you know cuphead the game that came out fucking eight years ago it feels like yeah um we're getting the I dlc you're not you're probably not far off on that right <laughs> Also on June 30th, we've got Rabbids Party of Legends. What the fuck? A Rabbids game? Where'd that come from? Uh, I don't know. It's out for PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. So apparently it's not next gen. Um, it is a party game. So I guess it's kind of like Mario Party. Yeah. I um, we have an early access game uh, for PC coming out. Uh, Alwaloth Champions of the Four Kingdoms. Um, it will be coming to consoles as well, but no release date official, but it'll be on PC early access on the June 30th. And the final game, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. I assume this is a DLC? Yep, um, DLC. DLC for Monster Hunter Rise. That's all I got. Um, well, I guess I can go into July. We do have a couple here in July. F122 um, is coming out uh, for everything. PS4, PS5, Xbox, and Xbox Series X. Um, Numina is out for the PC. Game Deck is out for the Switch. And Almost My Floor for the Switch and Xbox One. What the heck? Or Xbox Series X. I'm trying to look up what this game is about, but I won't load. Almost My Floor. Interesting. 
So it's got listed for F1 2022 and then F1 22. I assume that's the same game. I think so. <laughs> if not, how in the hell did F1 get two games paid with very similar titles? <laughs> um, but that's all that is coming out uh, this week. Uh, obviously, next week uh, we'll be uh, we got more coming. Like Arcade Again will be out next week, and then a bunch of other weird games. I can't believe it's July already. That's that's not yeah. All right. All right. I think that's gonna do it for this one, Ryan. Yeah. Um stay tuned for Thursday morning. We're gonna be talking uh Raw and NXT on the wrestling side, video game side. We've got some fun stuff coming as well. We're gonna do another history of video games. We're gonna take another look at a something. Uh could be a console. Could be a series, could be an individual game, could be a whole company. You never know what we're going to talk about. So tune in for that Thursday morning, 6 a.m. as always. And then obviously Saturday morning, we got the big money in the bank prediction show, as well as some other fun stuff. We're going to be talking uh, some reviews on for, on that show, video game reviews and some other fun stuff. We got a lot of stuff planned for this podcast for you guys to enjoy. So go ahead, tune in, hit that like or subscribe button, whatever it is. And uh, use the hashtag high scores and high spots on Twitter. Tag us at SabraENT to let us know you've listened. So uh, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening. He is Nathan. I am Ryan. Uh, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I am Ryan. Hit your spots and set your high scores. There you go. Hit your high spots and set your high scores. <laughs> Later.